0: This is the Empowered Marketer, brought to you by Zaius. Zaius is the activated customer data platform that assists growing brands to deliver relevance across the entire customer journey, from anonymous browsers to loyal customers. Visit zaius.com to get started. all right so i am really excited for our episode today today on the empowered marketer we're going to be uh talking to laura fiatola from helix sleep so laura great to have you here
1: hey thanks so much
0: awesome great well um you know before we get started why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, kind of what you do over at helix
1: no problem so my name is laura fiatola i work at helix now for the past almost two years I originally started out as being more focused on the digital space, which included programmatic, Facebook, um, and the like, and then eventually I really branched into this new role of leading all of our lead nurture um, channels, one of which um, is email with Zaius, and we've also been able to branch out into a few other channels as well. So it's pretty much Great. what I would do in Helix now.
0: Cool. That's great. And um, tell us a little bit about Helix too. So for some of our listeners who don't know who Helix is, like, just tell us a little bit about the company and what you guys do and what what you guys sell.
1: So Helix Sleep is a better in the box company. We like to consider ourselves a bit more of a scientific approach to how um, we match people to their best suited mattress. So we offer, um, different mattresses based on feel preference, size, um, and weight in order to be able to make sure that everyone's sleeping the best that they can sleep. Uh, we also have another brand called Birch Living, which is the organic, an organic mattress brand, and also just launched a new sofa brand, Corm, which is a modular, customizable sofa
0: cool cool what's um you know this is for someone who like i sleep on a traditional mattress with like the coil and like uh the, the box topper or whatever it is that goes on on the top of it and yeah. so i'm basically i'm basically like living in the stone age when it comes to, to what, I, <laughs> what I sleep on but um you know what what's what's the main what's the main difference so you mentioned So I I think I understand what Helix is just because I know you guys, but like for listeners who don't, and then um, you mentioned you guys have an organic brand with Birch Living. Can you talk maybe a little about what the difference is there too?
1: Yes. So the main difference between us and the other guys in this space um, is that we are a hybrid mattress, which means that you're going to get springs and foam that Mm -hmm. allows to have better construction of the mattress, more breathability and just a stronger like more well-constructed mattress because we want you to know that you're going to be able to sleep on this for years to come. The other thing that differentiates us from others in this space is that we lean into our sleep quiz, which when you fill it out, it will walk you through different aspects of how you sleep um, and how, how you like to sleep. So yeah. feel preference if you're soft or firm, or if you are typically restless. And then based on our algorithm, we're able to match you to the best suited mattress for yourself.
0: Cool, cool, cool. I, I definitely want to talk about the quiz. I have a couple of questions for you about that. I know yeah. I, I noticed that when I was on the Helix Sleep, sleep website. So I, I have some questions for you on that. But that's that's cool. So I didn't I didn't realize that you you guys do the foam and the and the coils. And I won't I won't give any of your competitors any any free advertising on the podcast, but I, I <laughs> well, I've never I've never laid on a Helix sleep mattress. I have laid on a few of the other ones that are all foam, and again, this is just a personal preference thing. Those those never never seem to do it for me. Um, so that's interesting. I had no idea that that you guys were constructed that way. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. So you know, part of the reason that I wanted to have you come on the show and, and chat with us today is because a lot of the stuff that you're doing and the team is doing is pretty complex and interesting in terms of how you're using relevance and personalization and segmentation and the way that you guys are really living into being um, customer centric um, So that's kind of the meat of what I want to talk about today and, and but before we get into that, I wanted to ask you a question or, or hear a little bit about your social media presence because I you know I was you know poking around and, and when I found your guys' Instagram channel I, I just found it to be so interesting. Um, you guys have like over twenty five thousand followers, and it's it's a really it's curated just really nicely. And uh, can you just tell us a little bit about the way you guys think about social and and how it kind of pairs with some of the things you do on other channels?
1: Yes, we have a very strong um, creative team that has such a vision for our creative identity and our brand identity, and they partner really well with. Um, our organic social manager and and the paid team to really build that brand identity, which you're seeing come across in the grid. Um, it's interesting when people typically buy a mattress, you know it's a one-time purchase, and it usually takes a couple of months. So if we just had pictures of you know mattresses on our Instagram, the engagement and you know how we look at our customers is seeing them as you know partners in providing them the best sleep possible kind of mirrors that with our grid. And I think that mm. the reason why we try and curate um, more engaging content like you had seen is because everybody sleeps. So right, the right. more that we can lean into that and that kind of universal the commonality of it is mm. where we really see the benefit.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because, I mean, I, I'm a big just... Um, I'm a big believer Now my my background for those people who don't know. So I've been in marketing for a long, long time and I've done mostly demand gen and some content. So, you know, demand gen will typically be looked at as like this is the thing that's going to drive engagement and it's going to drive people through the funnel. But more and more brand is becoming a thing that can do that. And people connect so emotionally uh, with brands nowadays. So then, you know, when I looked at what you guys were doing, it's your, your channel is just so now for, for people who, who have not been on the Helix Leap Instagram, you should go check it out. But I mean, it's everything from pictures of donuts to uh, coffee mugs to like memes that are pretty funny. And then like every once in a while, it'll be a picture of the Helix box in the mattress in. Kind of like fun and interesting places, and it's just, you know, I don't know that you would immediately even know it's a mattress Instagram follower. You you wouldn't know you're following a mattress brand on Instagram. It's just it's so interesting.
1: Yeah, we really do see it as um, a pairing with our straight demand side marketing channels that we have. We are we mm-hmm. hold ourselves to very strict. Um, goals that allow us to make sure that we're the most efficient that we can be in any channel that we're in you know podcasts mm-hmm. or Facebook or what have you but we play really well with the more um, high con like high concept branding side which is why paid and organic is so important that it works together
0: sure sure absolutely well cool so um so let's get into you know like I mentioned why I wanted to have you come on the show and I want to talk about how you and the team in Helix have taken your campaigns up a level over the last few years. And um at Zaius, one of the things we're just constantly talking about in between those four walls is relevance. And, And when we talk about relevance, it's everything from you know the what. So like the personalization that goes through your email or through all of your marketing campaigns on every channel. It's about the when. So like when you're actually sending the campaign, like timing makes a huge, huge difference. And and you know, when we look at what Helix is doing. The way that you guys, you know, make all of that work together—it's super customer-centric. And you know, and, and I know a bit about your story already, but I thought it'd be so interesting for our listeners to hear about it. Um, so I, I just sort of wanted to tee it up for you to tell us the story. Um, maybe just tell us a bit about, you know, what what the team was maybe doing as you kind of came into the role and maybe the evolution of what you've moved what how you guys have evolved your marketing to where it is today. Because I just I I just find it so interesting what you guys are doing now. But you know maybe start with the way you used to do your segmentation and the way you used to sort of run things.
1: Yeah, I think that you're you really hit the nail on the head. I mean, if sometimes we have these moments where we look back to like 2018 and the beginning of 2019. And I look at, you know, my, my boss, I'm just like, I can't believe we used to do it like that. We're just so much smarter now. And the one thing that I think was kind of the main differentiation between when I first started, um, I was the second hire to the marketing team. So when Uh I came on, yeah. So when I came on, I really tried to take on a, a leadership role to really start to build out some of these backlog projects that we had specifically for growth. Um, and the thing that I found the most interesting was that the more we realized that we were going to really scale up our growth efforts, the more it became necessary to bring it in-house. Um, I think that by bringing all of our marketing in-house, we really were able to capitalize on um, Cross channel functionalities that we would not have otherwise. You know, prior to COVID, we were sitting in the same pot, and the learnings and insights that I was able to gather from my counterparts um, in offline, uh, press, digital, um, SEO, just across the board, it really opened up another level of uh, compatibility for all of our channels. And that really translated into how we were able to segment so I think that the more data and the more conversation that happened um, in the office within your teams and the more connectivity that you have with these different um, desperate channels, the more you're going to understand your customer in a really interesting way. so for example, um, we have you know different audiences specifically that we can create in Zayus that I you know poured over to Facebook. Um, I've worked very closely with the manager of our affiliate program and work with brand partnerships in order to make sure that we're engaging um, in really comprehensive ways for giveaways or sweepstakes. So all of these activities just really kind of took our entire brand to the next level, I would say. Um, But bringing it in-house was the, the kind of critical component to hit that next
0: level. Sure. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, having, having tighter control over stuff like that, as you're starting to grow, I think, I think so many marketers would, would agree with that because, you know, it's, you know, it's about finding that sort of repeatable nugget and then figuring out how how do you scale it. And when that's, when that's, I mean, in my experience anyway, and it sounds like you'd agree, like when that's happening outside of your control, it can be really hard to keep control of it as you're, as you're starting to scale up.
1: Yes, and I think that that's what it, it's the it's the repeatable insights that we were able to gather and and you know they always talk about like real time bidding in, in programmatic for example mm-hmm. and it was very like much like we were having real time adjustments happening on multiple channels at any given time and it really made us even more nimble um, mm-hmm. to shift budgets and to see the data come in as it as it was really happening and as opposed to you know a weekly or biweekly meeting that you're having with an agency and you're kind of separated from the data itself.
0: Sure. Sure. So tell tell us a little bit about, I don't know, some of, some of the campaigns that you guys have running right now. I mean, I know you guys do a lot with, you know, you have multiple SKUs. Um, and there are just, you know, there's ability, uh, ability to like save a mattress. And there's an ability to just like anything, just be poking around on the uh, on the product pages. And, you know, I, I know you guys have been really deliberate around making sure that the right people fall into the right segments and the right campaigns. And um, I know it's been super effective for you guys. So tell us a little bit about that. Like what 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 is sort of the what does the program look like today?
1: So prior. um to the most recent iteration, we, you know, we always really did believe that people are going to come to the site and take the quiz and then they might leave for you know a week, it could be a month, it could be three months. And it was very important for us to make sure that we were staying very close to those people who had taken our sleep quiz. So we offered a functionality for people once they reach our product page after taking the quiz, that when they found their match, you can save it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The important differentiation, though, is that it's not just saving, you know, a T-shirt. It's or it's even more than just saving like a red T-shirt. It's a very specific mattress based on mm-hmm. feel preferences and, and the things I mentioned before. So making sure that they understood, you know, why they were matched to that mattress was very important for our emails um, and our drip campaign specifically to really communicate that. Um, which is why it becomes a very complex campaign structure because we have, you know, dozens and dozens of SKUs. So, for set up in the, the platform, it, it can become a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked with Zaya specifically to make sure that individuals that had been doing a variety of different browse actions um, or trigger actions, like saving it for later, were all in the same campaign and prioritized so that individuals were getting the right drip campaign at the right time, despite what they were doing on the site. So in order to do that, um, it was a bit of a uphill battle, but in the current state now, it's it's become very, very effective to make sure that we're not over-emailing, they're getting the right message, and we're moving them through the funnel effectively.
0: Great. Uh, yeah. And, and and I mean, like the way, and that's, again, that's like what relevance is all about is making sure that people are getting the the, the right content, the right offer, but getting it at the right time too. And also making sure that, you know, I, I, I would, you know, I would assume that with all of the different paths someone could take uh, between the quiz or saving a mattress or not saving a mattress or abandoning their cart or something like that, like, it could be so easy for people to get the wrong thing. And um, just I, I just marvel at the way that you guys have everything set up because it is like everyone talks about customer centricity as this like, um, you know, guiding principle for what they want to do. But there is also like a very technical, uh, there's, there's a technical way to be customer centric. And I feel like you guys are really nailing that.
1: Yeah, the first thing that I think I always try and emphasize whenever I'm working with the team or with, you know, our account manager, I'd say is Alex, is that, you know, what do we want it to look like? How, if I was a customer, how would I like to get the emails that I want to send them as a marketer? And Mm -hmm. it's kind of, that's the first starting point. Because for example, if I save a mattress, but then I browse a different mattress, what one would I I want to get first as a customer to make sure that I remembered the one that I saved, right? So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: just making sure that, we take it back to that really the fundamental point, which is each one of us, we are marketers, but we are all customers. So just reminding ourselves of that that helps to really make the construction a little bit easier.
0: Sure. Absolutely. That's yeah. I, I bet you every person listening to this right now, has been in that room with that whiteboard before trying to like map out all the different flows and it's funny it's like you can approach it from i've done it every different way like you can approach it from a technical perspective but often it's like what you ultimately get down to is your exact example of like if i was looking at this product and saved it but now i've done like three or four things on this next one what actually takes priority and like there's there's such an art and science to figuring that out and doing that the right way it's it's very difficult um, so I love the fact that you guys have this quiz and again, for anyone, any of our listeners who haven't gone uh, to the Hillocks website and done this, I would just recommend doing it because I've seen a lot of different quizzes before. I think it's something that a lot of brands are starting to do, but the style of what you guys do is just so, it's just so cool. It's very nostalgic. It's, it's Mad Libs essentially. And, um, it's, it. Kudos to your creative team or whoever came up with that. Um, maybe I'm on like I'm like gushing about it. Do you want to maybe tell the audience sort of what what that flow looks like?
1: Yes. So Helix originally um, started with a quiz. We have always had a quiz since our inception, and I think that the science behind the quiz is really what helped to fundamentally build the company itself because it was scientifically driven um, and personalized. To each person that comes to our site. So there's obviously, you know, a variety of different outcomes that could uh, result from the quiz, but every person is unique and everybody sleeps in a unique way. So from the quiz itself, you know, we can we've all been to sites where their quizzes are just way too long. There's a lot of questions, it's confusing, it's very muddied and you're unsure. Is it more to the left, more to the right? Is it what's the difference between a seven and a six? So we tried to really hone down the quiz in its, from its original state to be very user-friendly. Um, hence reason to your point why right? it's more of like a Mad lip style. Um, it doesn't feel as if it is going to be overwhelming or if it's going to take a long time, um, which is why we thought it was more approachable especially if you're a first-time buyer of a mattress online, you know, the whole process is a little bit daunting. You know, people still are not very like used to buying mattresses that come in boxes. They're used to a mattress firm or, you know, a brick and mortar store. So the quiz, it was really important that it was very like low barrier to entry. Um, And then as you move through from the, the first page of the quiz, which is, um, a fill in the other uh, position feel relief um, cards help you to very easily identify based visually and with um, you know, copy below the images to figure out what you which one applies to you the most, and then eventually you're matched. Yeah, but this is definitely not the first iteration of this quiz. We, you know, had a really a long quiz, there was a ton of questions, there was a lot of drop-off, it just wasn't serving the purpose. And I think that that's one thing that it was a big learning for us, is that providing you know, almost too much information or almost too much of a choice became very complicated um, mm-hmm. and then people get lost. So being able to simplify the algorithm and make sure that people were being matched, but matched in a way that made sense, was kind of the biggest learning, which is how we got to the most recent iteration.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, like I, I marveled at how simple it was. Truthfully, I mean, when yeah. I went through, the, I did it a couple of weeks ago, and um, it's funny. Like my wife is constantly saying, like, we need a new mattress. We've had the same one for the last like ten years, and uh, I, it's it's a purchase I just keep putting off. But I knew you and I were going to be talking, so I went to the website, <laughs> and it, 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 it's it's just interesting the way that you guys have it structured. It's just. Not only is it simple, but actually the way that you guys ask the questions or the way that the way that you would fill the boxes in, it's just it's very approachable. And it's like it's also just like very on brand. Um, it, it it you know, it's asking like, you know, my name is blank. My wife's name is blank. I am a side sleeper. And it, it's just I don't know. I I'd encourage everyone to go check it out because I know you know, in e-commerce today, more and more brands are starting to do that because it's just such a, uh, when I say do that, like implement a quiz because it's, um, it's just such a rich source of data that can sort of, you know, so much of your marketing can pivot around that. So I, I just encourage everyone to check it out because I feel like you guys have really, really nailed that.
1: It's also, it's hard when you're not going into the store to lie down on it. So it almost right. provides the second point of truth of, you know, this is going to meet the, the requirements that I have for me to sleep rest. So yeah, in mm-hmm.
0: really a very 100. interesting way. Yeah, 100%. Um, what, what advice would you give to a brand out there who hasn't done something like this before, who like hasn't done a quiz? And because I mean, like you said, you guys have had it since your inception. So, you know, if you were giving advice to someone who's just starting out and they're saying to themselves, like, we might want to do this. What would you say?
1: I think the the biggest piece of advice that I could give is to make sure that it um, is simple enough for people to complete it mm-hmm. and comprehensive enough for you to take actionable insight. And I know that sounds very obvious, but when When you start to build out forms or even surveys, when you're trying to, you know, message customers, it's very easy to get lost in the marketer's mindset, the framing of it. And when you take a step back and really take it from the customer's perspective, it comes back to that relevance of, you know, what's the most amount of information I can give to someone in the simplest context. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's kind of where I would definitely, you know. Provide my
0: advice for that specifically. Sure. No, I mean it. It's simple advice, but it's so. Um, you know, it just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not right. I mean, that's like it's it's it, it, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, the the it's the same practice of coming up with a form on a website. Right. Um, there's there is definitely an inflection point of like if you ask for that one extra thing, drop off rate becomes too significant. So it you know mm-hmm. it sounds like. It, it sounds like, again, it's another example of how customer centric you guys are. You're thinking about the the user experience from the point where they're on the website to the last point where they're laying on the mattress. So it's, it's uh, you know, kudos to you guys. Um, so, this, is, this has been great, super, super helpful. And like the way that you guys are using data and the way that you guys are sort of living into the mindset of being relevant with everything you do is just, it's awesome. I know our, our listeners are gonna get a lot out of it. And you know, one, one, one last question I wanted to ask um, is, and you, you brought up uh, you know, COVID, how, how have things changed for you guys? And it's sort of a two-parter. So like, how has it changed for the way that you're kind of operating day to day? And then also like for your business, like uh, is it changing consumer behavior now that more people are at home? Maybe just talk talk us a little bit through that.
1: Um, I think that it's completely changed our business um, externally and internally. Uh, we, mm-hmm. from, you know, day-to-day management, you know, we're all working from home as the majority of us are based in um, New York and it's created you know, different work streams and different avenues of communication. I think that we're all very much over communicating. I mean, we launched our brand off-form during COVID, so that was definitely not easy. Um, and then I think our business has changed and shifted almost, you know, overnight because every single person that went, was going to go to a store after March 15th or whenever the stay at home order was um, enacted, they are now shopping online and we everyone in e-commerce is seeing that shift because people are literally not able to go to stores so i think that for us it's definitely changed how we communicate our messaging these are individuals who never intended to buy online um so it's holding their hand through the process it's making sure that we have you know customer service you know queued up to answer a lot of questions that are surrounding people who are typically brick and mortar shoppers. And I think the other thing is, is that it's definitely changed how we message. If you're someone that typically buys in a store because you want to try it out, the most important messaging for you at that point would be like, am I going to be able to return this? What if I hate it? And, (laughs) you know, really addressing those concerns is like one of the things that we noticed, you know, perform really well. So taking that, once again, like, I don't want to sound like, I'm just being redundant, but it is truly being customer centric because these are new customers. And so we have to center the messaging around, you know, the majority of people that had never been to our site before and never intended to.
0: Right. Right. Well, that, that, that's great. I mean, I I would think, you know, there are some categories now we obviously, you know, we, we, you know, Zayus works with, you know, every different type of e-commerce vertical you could think of. And like, we obviously can see there are some verticals that are doing incredibly well right now there are others who are doing okay and i mean there are others who have obviously been really affected but we look at a a, you know like a like a helix sleeper brand like yours and it's you know everyone like you said at the beginning like everyone sleeps so people who need a mattress you know now all of a sudden their buying behavior has to change and they have to be shopping online and it's just um you know it's great that you guys are sort of set up for this um you know your site is as intuitive and user-friendly as possible. And and again, like I've never bought a mattress online, but going through that flow, like I could very easily see how that could be the, the way that we buy our next mattress. Because I mean, even if, you know, even if stores open back up tomorrow, like God knows that experience is just so strange anyway, like laying on a mattress in front of a mattress salesman who's asking you questions. It's just, it's a very, very, <laughs> it's a very off-putting experience anyway. Um, So the fact that- Literally why we were created. (laughs) Is it really?
1: Yeah, it was, our co-founders didn't like the mattress salesman, you know, kind of interaction. It just was very off-putting and they were just like, let's, let's make this right.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Well, you guys have nailed it. So kudos to you and congrats. Um, Cool. Well, that's going to do it. So thank you, Laura, again, for coming on the show. This has been super, super interesting. We appreciate all the insight uh, that you've given on relevance and Customer centricity and just telling us a bit more about the brand.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Mm